What's up, go-getters? Welcome to Get Into It Podcast. My name is Jay Amanda. I'm a UX researcher, international psychology student, mama, and so much more. I leverage my experience in corporate America, interesting stories from my personal life, and academia to deep dive into complex topics such as culture and tech from a psychological standpoint, all while trying to balance everything successfully. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back, Go-Getters. I am so excited to share part two with Alexi Grace with you. I know that you're really going to enjoy these gems that she is dropping with us today. Uh, Let's get into it. And I realized in that moment, I have to be purposeful in my relationships and in my, the places of business that I work. Yes. And when I start a business, I'm going to be very purposeful in allowing adaptation to happen between me and the people I work with, because we all bring something valuable to the table. But if I'm not willing to give you room to do what you feel you need to do to make your position better, I'm not the employer for you. Right. Because I want the other person to feel empowered to bring their voice and their expertise to the table and for us to make shifts and changes. And so if I ever get to that position where it's my way or the highway, I need to be called out on it and Mm -hmm. I need to make some adjustments myself. And I think that when we, when we reach that point of confidence in our own hearts, Mm -hmm. it changes how you view going into an organization or even an interview. Mm. I mean, that's a question that I think is very important in an interview. Is when they ask you, do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. You know, asking them, is there room for me to grow into the company? Is there some process of adaption, adaptation that you are willing to do? I, I understand I'm going to be doing a lot of adapting, getting to know your organization, really getting into this is who you are, this is what my position is. But then is there that give and take? Or do you expect me to come in and just go with what's on the agenda? And I think that's a powerful question because if you can answer that, it gives you information to make a powerful choice on if that's what you want to put, submit yourself under or not. I agree. I, t- I did not know that that happened to you because once you started to explain it, then I was like, oh, so that's what happened. And that's the, re- look, I did not know that we had the same experience because when I was in corporate hospitality, (laughs) so when I was in corporate, (laughs) I'm trying not to say bad words, but so when I was in corporate hospitality, the new general manager who's not there anymore (laughs) um, had very interesting views on black people and Jewish people and men. And she said a lot of things that I was just uncomfortable with and just wasn't, it just wasn't right. It just wasn't right. You know, and me as an adult, I am not quiet, <laughs> you know, and I tend to say, say how I feel, but it's, you, it's always on a, especially if I'm at work, it's always in a professional manner. It's just kind of like, hey, did you, did you mean that? Or is this a joke? Isn't that funny? I just want to know where are we going with this? Makes me uncomfortable. I could see. This person over here is a company who I know is Jewish and you're going on and on and on about something. And so, uh, but yeah, it went on and on and on for like months. And like you said, the higher chain of command went through that and the exact same thing happened. I honestly thought that I was protected because the head of HR (laughs) was a woman and she looked like me. And I was like, okay, cool. I know that you're going to be able to empathize. I know that you are. She did not. She went straight to the person that I reported and told her literally everything that I said and gave her the recording. Ah. Wow. <laughs> 
stalls in my 20s. I did not understand what the EEOC, there used to be this police officer that came by there every morning, super sweet. And um, he would eat breakfast there. And plus he'd watch, you know, the area guests that come in. And I was, I would tell him because he seemed like a, a father figure to me and he was very supportive and things like that, especially when I got promotion. I was like, oh, I'm going to the back. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> uh, I would tell him and then he was like, he just kept saying EEOC, EEOC. And I'm just like, I don't know what that is, but, and I never thought to ask. And, but you're right. That day that I decided, I was like, you know what, this it's beyond uncomfortable my kids, when they were small, like toddlers, they used to come and visit. And it just, I no, I didn't want them up there anymore. Everybody else started to feel it. And it was like she was on a mission. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it was, it was just so, it was, yeah, it was very uncomfortable and very unethical place to be in. But to go back, and this relates to what I've been talking about lately on the podcast and um, on Stimpacy too. When it comes to your next position or your PhD program, your graduate program, I think especially women, we have to get into the mindset that the the employer is the lucky one because they're getting you, your talents, your experience, your perspectives, right? What you can add to the company to make the company um, much better, right? So when we think about diversity and inclusion, I think what most people automatically think about because of what's going on in the world, it, it always relates back to race. And that is, that's just a small part of it. You know, you have to think about, you, you know, your, your culture, your perspective, life views, gender, um, you know, your expertise, education, all of this relates into this one ideal candidate, not just for the role, but for the company, the team. Right. And when it comes to that interviewing phase, it, it can be very intimidating. <laughs> it can be very intimidating because one, you want to be the best candidate. You you don't want to ask the silly questions or you don't want to feel like you don't know anything by not asking questions. I mean, you do your research. You have to do your research on the company. You can't just go up there, apply and, oh, I got an interview. No, you, you know, do your research, like be invested. But at the same time, be empowered too, because you're looking for something intentional. You don't want to repeat the same unethical, silly cycles over and over again. And I will say when I first started this journey into technology, a lot of men told me that I should not be so picky on what I, or what company I work for. Mm. Mm. Well, sir, <laughs> you can work anywhere, okay? And you will be fine and no one will question you, even if you do something wrong, which this I have experienced. Even if a man does something wrong, most times it's kind of like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, well, you know, he's trying. He's new. If it's us, it's completely different. It's kind of like, well, I thought you said you knew this. Or when did you learn this? Or like, we can't make those mistakes anymore. These are things that I've heard. I'm like... I'm sorry. I when I interviewed, I did say I was human, right? I know I did. I know I did. I'm not a robot. Okay. I love AI, but I am not it. Okay. <laughs> I am an actual person. I do make mistakes. I'm okay with that. I do. I do. And I'm okay with feedback. Please definitely give me that. I will take it. However, you are berating me now. And I feel attacked. And it's it's so unfortunate because you think about all of these things and you're like, you don't know who your competition is. You don't know, you know, where they're coming from and how you're just thinking they're probably better. <laughs> they're probably better. They know more. They have more experience. You know, how can I beat them? How can I stand out? Whoever them is. Right. But it's so much more pressure on women because you want to be. I guess the ideal candidate, even if you don't know what that looks like, you're going off of history, right? Can you be loud? Can you be funny? Can you be bubbly? I, I'll say in technology is very few places, which I, I, I'm learning now. I, I kind of have to turn it down because not a lot of people understand, not that they don't like, which I used to think, but I don't think that they understand bubbly technology <laughs> because you're used to like, 
yes, so I know how to do this. I code this. And I'm like, mm, that's not me. And that's the reason why I'm not a software engineer. Not to say that they're not bubbly, but I'm just saying <laughs> this is why I go to UX. But so, um, yeah, that that is a very important piece because you hit the nail on the head. You have to be super intentional when it comes to the interview phase to ask them those questions that's important to you. For me, um, it's definitely about growth and mentorship, but I want to know how are you involved when it comes to diversity and inclusion? Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that? And what about race equity? Like, where do we honestly fit? What policies do you have in order? And if those questions can't get answered, as much as I think I want to work for this company, I'm like, Ugh give it about six months and you're going to be so miserable. I don't want to do, you know, that cycle again. If it's being picky, then I guess it's being picky, but everybody doesn't belong everywhere. So now I'm like more so drawn to companies that celebrate diversity, not just saying, Hey, we are diverse and we have a new leader. No, it's like, look at what we're doing. And it's not even just highlighting it. It's just them being them. The employees are, and you can tell, you can tell. They're either tweeting about their company, they're talking about their company, you know, and you can see it in their products as well. It's like, okay, this makes sense. None of this reads, you know, anti-anything, you know, except for, you know, um, things that are you know, like anti-negativity and things like that. But um, yeah, okay, so go ahead. The women especially, get it in the, get it in the it's okay to be choosy. And here's why. Because if you're not picky and you're not choosy, you're going to encounter a lot of unnecessary harm. Mm. And I think that as women, it's not really even being picky. It's being confident with what we bring to the table. Because mm-hmm. we know the work we've put into our degree. We know the work we've put into who we are. We know what we're bringing to the table. And if I get a no, I would rather have a no than to have a yes and it be a wrong fit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And be confident enough to say, if you can't answer this, this, and this, I really don't think it's going to be a good fit for me. Because not only are you interviewing for a position with them, but they're interviewing you to see what you've got yeah. and to see if that's going to fit. I think... If, if we, for me personally, I've had to change my mindset around no's because so many no's can feel like rejection, right? Oh, gosh, it's, yes. If that employer gives me the position and they come into it with the mind frame that I'm a yes person and a no person and I'm not going to shake the boat and I'm not going to challenge policies, I guard down. So it if is. you can't handle me with my guard down, then I'm not the employee for you. Because you're going to see this more than you see this put together, guarded mm-hmm. person on the other side of an interview table. Mm-hmm. And so if they can't handle your personality, then they're not the best employer for you. Yeah. And if they can't accept the bubbliness or the, I'm a little bit more on the serious side. And so I'm going to say, this is who I am. This is what I know I bring to the table. And this is where I know I'm more flexible and I am able to adapt into your program. But I also need to know if you can adapt to me because there are going to be situations that I may not be able to do fully, especially in like the position I had. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're dealing with abuse and trauma and it's like throwing my history in my face every single Mm -hmm. day, which I'm willing to do because I'm getting healing. But there's got to be some adapting. Like, I need to be able to go to counseling. If you can't adapt yep. to that minor schedule shift, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. It's amazing because so you said that before you even got the job, which you didn't have to do. But right. by you saying that, I would see that there's hope because I got the job. So you understand yeah. this is what's this going is what on. <laughs> Can I have a little extra time? Personally, I think there was an added layer because I was in a very small town. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find this out until around the time that I quit, actually. But 
the supervisor that I ended up being under last was connected with the people who trafficked me. So she was feeding them information about me. I didn't learn until I quit, but I, I, looking back on it, there were a lot of red flags and enough to know somewhat they were getting inside information from somebody. And she had been in this position the longest and she had worked. And so I, I think for me, learning that, that step of paying attention to the red flags when they come up, because there were a lot of red flags, but I was just, well, I need a job. I need money. This is the job I have. I've put in 150 applications. No one else is hiring me. So I'm just going to gut it out. And looking back, I'm like, because I gutted it out, because I didn't pay attention to red flags, I got to where I was so burned out and could barely function and had to take two months off to do absolutely nothing. So I think and that's part of that is that being a female, it's like, well, this is the best you're going to get. So you need to stick it out because you've got to make money. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, am I trusting this employer? Is that where my money comes from? Well, yes, in some ways. But I'm also a believer and I have a God who provides for me. And does he want me in a position? Now, there's going to be times where we're in a position and we need to stick it out because we could be the catalyst for change. Mm-hmm. But there's that moment that you stay too long and then you hit that burnout. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I realized that when I when you get to a point where it's so many red flags and you're starting to burn out, you've got to reassess and realize I'm worth more than this. Like my worth is not this job. And as soon as I leave, they're going to hire someone else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not irreplaceable. However, I'm irreplaceable to my family. I'm irreplaceable to my friends. And I need to be confident in what I bring to the table, regardless of what an employer deems appropriate or inappropriate. And I can't change my history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they can't accept where I'm coming from. I don't want to work for them. You know, (laughs) I, I, I could actually say a lot on that. But then I'm thinking for the people who, or for the, well, women, people, individuals, it doesn't matter. Anybody. For those are like, okay, well, I don't really have that going on in my workplace. My workplace is great, but how does this relate to a relationship? Either you're already in or you're going into, mm, there may be red flags. <laughs> Let me tell you, as women, those identifying as women, females, we love to make something bad into something beautiful. We love potential. <laughs> I don't know why it is. That's not my part of psychology. But we, <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. I wish I knew. But we love the potential. And I think it's because we are nurturers. We're healers. It's just what we do now. Despite what's been going on with us or to us, it could be, we could be going through hell in the midst of, but then stick something out because it's like, okay, well, I know if this, this, and this change, or maybe if I do this, or if I add this, or if I could get, at some point you have to realize it's not you. <laughs> it's probably them, especially if you're someone who you get into a relationship and you're super honest. Hey, this is what I've been through, or this is what I like. This is my, these are my intentions for right now. And if the person says, okay, yes, don't worry about it. You cool, be yourself. And then three months down the line, they're like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You need to, th- you shouldn't do that. Oh, <laughs> sir, ma'am, did I not just tell you <laughs> three months back? <laughs> but- <laughs> Crystal. crystal okay (laughs) crystal clear i'm sure i was crystal clear when i told you who i was what i stand for and where i'm trying to go in a relationship and you decided that you were going to take this on and change look look if you see these flags these red flags these and sometimes they're not blatant right sometimes they're not like 
you know, oh, if this is someone who's cursing you out, definitely leave. Okay, come on, we know, right? But if it's somebody that's trying to make these subtle changes to fit more so to their ego, make them feel better, like, oh, I like it better when you wear your hair like this. Okay, I'll change it because you like it, (laughs) you know? And then it goes a step further into, I hate it when you wear your hair like this. I'm like, oh, well, am I not pretty? I mean, you all right, but you look better when you have your hair like this. Oh, okay. So that self-esteem, those walls, the walls start to come up, but the self-esteem goes down and you're like, okay, now I'm looking for validation into this one person because I thought everything was cool. And now things are changing and you're not realizing, no, 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 things are not changing. This person is changing because they see the growth or they see the awesomeness, you know, for lack of better terms, in you. And it's like, I don't know if I can handle that because everybody else sees that. And I'm not willing to do what I need to do to match that. (laughs) I want to stay where I am because this is what I've been doing for however many years. And I'm not about to change for you. And you wonder why if you break up, then they're married. They just met who they were supposed to be. Just don't don't feel bad. You didn't need that one. <laughs> you didn't need that one. But the red flags could be very small. It could be very subtle. It's the consistency of the behavior that you have to watch after when it comes to relationships. Um, and then to like we we like we were talking about throughout not even just the podcast, but when we have our conversations, you have to take note of your feelings. Like your gut will tell you everything. Even if you have a, even if you've had negative experiences and you want to lead with so much positivity, but you know when something's familiar, it's familiar for a reason. You know, you have you have this here to protect you, not to set you up. You're you're you are not setting yourself up, right? You're protecting yourself. That's what your mind, your body, your emotions. That's, that's what it's doing for you, right? And when you start to ignore yourself, come on, mm-hmm. you come yeah. on now. And then you exactly. wonder. Yeah. I mean, it is that when you start neglecting yourself to please someone else, mm-hmm. you got to push pause. Mm. And I'm not saying that you tie up in the relationship immediately. You get, like, if you're married, you want to give them that opportunity to make changes. You do. We all have our blind spots. You do. You know? But I think it's those, like, it's it's so important to keep them around our circle of influence. Yes. Because And listen to our circle of influence. I can't tell you how many women I've spoken to that got married and then ended up getting divorced because they didn't pay attention to the red flags and they didn't tell anybody or ask anybody Mm. about the red flags that they saw. Well, see, that's the thing that goes right back to what you're saying, your circle, because if you feel like you can't tell anybody now, so there's, there is some wiggle room there, right? Because yeah, some of us exactly. feel like we may have the best circle in the world. But if you feel, especially if you're someone who usually does everything right, and you know, you're this wonderful, amazing person, you know, people love you, you know, there shouldn't be any reason that you're not happy, right? And it's just you just made a mistake, or this is not what you thought it was, or maybe. It was maybe you trying to change the situation. I don't know, but anything could happen, right? But you're like, I don't want to look stupid by telling my friends. I don't think this is going to work. Like I'm scared because I thought, and nobody gets married to get divorced. Yeah, at least I don't think so. I mean, why would you do that? But anyway, (laughs) the hope is to stay together forever. However, if it doesn't work that way, you know, you can feel like. like, what did I do? Or what's wrong with me? Or am I stupid because this happened? And I don't want to tell anybody. Or what are they going to think about me? Because usually people believe the man. I don't know why. But they yeah. usually believe. They're like, what you do? You should have. Yeah. And those should have people that you were talking about. Oh, they always show up. You should have did this. And I would have. Have you ever been married? How about that? 
<laughs> you know, so <laughs> but um man, there there's so much to that. Um I don't think there's ever a right answer, but you definitely have to listen to yourself. Yeah, I think it it comes down to that that series of choices like we were talking mm, about earlier. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, I don't want people to see that I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But we live in a society where we're constantly trying to be perfect. Ooh, yeah. And I think we have to get to the point where we choose to take the mask of perfection off with at least one or two other people. Mm. And if that one or two other people can't handle it, that's just information and you find someone who can't. Mm-hmm. Who's not going to do the, you should, you, why didn't you? Um, but I think it's that hard choice. It's letting someone into the mistakes, yeah. into the messes. And I've got, God gave me an image of this a long time ago because I never let anybody into any mess. Mm-hmm. I was perfect. I held it all together. If I needed to cry, I cried. If I needed to laugh, I laughed. But I really just guided my behaviors off the people around me. Same. And when I started learning how not to do that, God showed me, he's like, do you, the, the weeping willow, okay, the tree where the mm-hmm. everything's weeping, he's like, people look at that tree and automatically assume it's a very sad tree because it's always drooping, right? He's like, but if you dare to go into the storm mm-hmm. when it's raining and the wind's blowing, you will see that weeping willow dance because then the branches are beautiful. That's beautiful. It and really he's is. Like, he's like, the people that are your core people need to be willing to embrace the storms of life with you because if they're able to embrace the storms of life, able to handle the messes, able to handle the mistakes, they're going to be the ones that have the privilege and the honor to see you dance when you succeed and you and you're, you're successful. That's good. And I think that's where we have to land is in that choice of yeah, you don't want someone to see this, but that could also give the person that you let in on the mistake the freedom to also share their mistakes with you. Yes. Because now they don't feel like they have to be perfect. Because mm-hmm. we're all and feeling I, that at some level. Yeah, I think we've got to fight that in ourselves because it gives each of us permission to, to fail, yep. to make mistakes. And mistakes are really just guideposts to, well, I tried it that way, now I'm trying it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, only fault, for goodness sake, a thousand tries. He's like, well, that's a thousand ways that it didn't work it didn't work. and so, then I on this one thing that works mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like but we have to, I think failure needs a different connotation I, in this day and age I we're gonna fail period mm-hmm. we're gonna fail but how do we handle the failure and mm-hmm. how do we get back up and keep moving forward and I think that's why I am where I am today and who I am today because no matter what knocks me down, no matter how many times I fail, and yes, I have failed so many times in relationships, just trying to find people to handle me, to handle, and not handle me like with kick gloves, but to handle my mess, mm-hmm. handle my past. And it's choosing to, well, that one didn't work, but I'm going to try something else. And I think that's where we fight the labels. That's yes. where we build our confidence. Mm-hmm. That's where we have our power is in our choices. Absolutely. And when we do that, rather it's relationships, business, whatever we do, if we live our lives on the foundation of that, confidence in who we are and and knowing that we're just going to continue to grow if we make mistakes and if we fail, we're going to get back up. And if I have two or three people, they'll help me back up. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier than trying to get up myself. Mm-hmm. And so if we can build a foundation in our lives on that and then live from that, I think the whole world is open to us. And no limitations, no no's, no, they're not going to be rejections, they're going to be information. Yes. They're going to be, okay, that's just going to, that's a closed door and I'm going to get to the right door. 
Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walk through it, you find, oh, I get to be me. Yeah. Have my own personality. I get to explore who I am. And I get to grow with these other people who are willing to also explore and grow who they are. And then we find our people. Yep. But we're going to have rough starts. We're going to have rocky moments. And our day and age doesn't prepare us for that. It doesn't no. train us for that. <laughs> it trains you to be perfect. And if you're not perfect, move out of the way. Pretty it's much. like, no, give me people who make mistakes and fail way more than the person who's going to come at me with a mask of perfection. Absolutely. I, you I'll know, trust them. Exactly, because you can't relate. And to be honest with you, I need substance. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. need something that uh, now there are people that I look up to definitely uh, when I, I I guess I'd say even role models when it comes to like just being a tech, being in psychology and I see their glory. Right. They've already reached there. And, you know, you can go back and read the story and like, oh, my gosh, that's so wonderful. That's oh, she or he went through a hard time. It's completely different than actually kind of like watching a YouTube vlog, right? It's one thing to say, hey, we're moving to California. Yay. And we're here. This is your life in California. But if you're interested in moving to California, moving anywhere, and you see this vlog of them calling around to apartments, figuring out, you know, should we fly? Should we drive? Do we take our car? Do we ship our car? And do we have kids? Do we not have kids? Do we want to go ahead and have the kid here and you know, save money? <laughs> you know, whatever the case is going to be. Like, do we sell our coats? Because you don't need one there. You know, it's just to see that process. And you're like, okay, now not only am I more informed, but I'm so much more empowered and I'm so much more excited about what it is that I'm supposed to be doing because that gives you this sense of confidence that you you have to see it. <laughs> you have to see it. It's like experiencing it, uh, but not. Because I'd rather have someone to tell me, just so you know, this is how I did it. It didn't work. Maybe it'll work for you. It didn't work for me. <laughs> so let me give you tips and warnings and things like that because this journey is not, you know, glamorous and I used to be so scared and I told you I was scared about starting the podcast because I was like I'm not where I want to be yet but then I started thinking hmm if an 18 year old can make a TikTok and make $400,000 for something that he has no idea what he's saying but people buy into it not that I'm asking for $400,000 but I'm just, hey, but hey, I will turn it down. But I think it's super important to let others know that it doesn't matter your age or your gender or where you came from, whatever it is that you want to do in life. Again, if it's legal and you're not hurting anybody, go for it. <laughs> Definitely go for it. No, nobody is stopping you but you. And I think a lot of people, I know I did. I got caught up on time and age. And I was like, dang, I know according to how I grew up at a certain age, I was supposed to be here at this mark and I'm not. And when I thought that I was, when I was in corporate America, that, that was so, my God, so traumatic, everything. I went in tense. I came out tense and I went home to small children, just tense. Like I needed time to just breathe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I I did I didn't have that time for myself and I'm like okay all right so now that I'm changing career paths and getting to where I actually am one supposed to be anyway um and where I want to be um it's it's so much more um there there's just no there's some no negotiables right and I do that not to be picky on purpose but I am purposefully living my life, okay? And I'm like, I can't, I mean, I have three people looking at me, (laughs) looking up to me, you know? I can't say, make sure that you follow your heart and do what you love. And then I'm back here or clocking in like, I hate this, (laughs) you know? And they hear that like, well, how come you didn't do it? Look, kids do not do what you say anyway. They do what they see. 
And, you know, my great grandma, she raised me and I saw her doing what she loved. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And so now, yes, I'm here. I'm here um, finally. But um, yeah, look, I can talk about that all day because I I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I do want to get into speaking of the future. Graduation is nearing. (laughs) Praise praise God. (laughs) Praise God, it's coming. But next week, we both have um, some very exciting things going on. We're going to Kuwait virtually. (laughs) I can't tell you how excited and disappointed I am at the same time. Like I was when okay, so when you first got the email, and just so everyone knows, we are virtually going to Kuwait um next week for God a long time. But anyway, for our field experience. And um we were supposed to actually go to Kuwait. Uh the virus is <laughs> here and so not going anywhere anytime soon for we know my feelings on that. But um so we're going virtually. So that means that wherever we are in the world, we're going to be on Kuwait time. <laughs> and so not only is that uh, challenging, but my God, I don't know when we're going to sleep. When are you going to sleep? Because we go from no midnight. I don't, I don't know that I'll get too much. I don't know that any of us will get too I know I won't. Because we have things that we have to do during the day fulfill requirements of the school and then we also have to participate with organizations so it's going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay very positive about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I think that's part of the battle it is but I think it's going to be a very interesting course to take uh, virtually let's share the time because we're both on central time right Let's share the time that we'll be in class and engaged. Yeah, basically midnight to 9 a.m. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. For the conference portion, right. we're, we're speaking at an international conference. So yeah. Which is exciting. Speaker. Yeah, that's super Which exciting. Right? That's so super it, exciting. It's, it's definitely going to be an adjustment to yeah. be awake from midnight to 9 on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> and fulfilling everything that they want us to do. That's the thing. Is there is completely different than trying to catch up on homework or trying to that's completely different because you can get up and get a snack or take a nap or what have you. Or you know what? Hey, I want to watch a YouTube video. Or I want to catch up on something that's on HBO Max or Netflix. No, not this time. It is you are engaged, you are researching, you're listening, trying to, you're learning, trying to, and you're trying to complete these tasks as well as present something to other people where they are fulfilled (laughs) based off of no sleep. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Like, okay, I'm interested in the mind body, yeah. mind work, body work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, let me do the very first hour, and I'm doing the second hour too, because I was like, well, if you have part one, I might as well do part two because you need help anyway. I saw that. So I'm like, I'm like, let me do the first two hours of the conference because by Saturday, I'm going to be. Probably not functioning at the level that I need to function at to speak at a conference. I think I have so one on Saturday. As far as the uh, field experience, is there anything that you're looking forward to the most besides not sleeping? I think I'm looking forward to presenting at the conference the most. Um, speak at a conference in Wyoming a couple years ago. And I was a keynote speaker. I did breakout sessions. And I, nice. I thrive in that environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where my voice gets heard. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw, when I got the email, 
Katie, just wanted to congratulate you. You are now an international speaker. I know. You're speaking at this conference here to impose myself on my, yeah, an international speaker. And it's like, what? How did that it's, it's crazy. And it just felt like one of those moments where it's like, you really didn't know what the destination was, Mm-mm. but you arrived. Yeah. Yep. The feeling I got is like I didn't even know this is the destination I was striving for, but now I feel like I've arrived at one point that is going to be a celebration marker in my life. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to propel the next season. Mm -hmm. It's like my goal in life is to has, has always been gotta give you my voice, you and you give me the words. And my voice is yours. I'm called to speak. I'm called to teach. I'm called to preach. I'm called to use my voice. Right. And to have the opportunity to do that in an international conference sponsored by the school. Right. Is so fascinating and celebratory to me. Mm -hmm. And to be able to call my spiritual mom and, and tell her, yes, yeah, you know, two days ago, I think it was, mom, I, I'm going to be an international, like, I'm scheduled to speak internationally at a conference. And to hear the word, like, she tells me this quite a bit anyway, but she was like, I'm so proud of you. Mm. I never would have heard that mm. in a million years growing up in the lifestyle that I did. Mm-hmm. And now it kind of gives that the past more in the past and to go, wow, like, look how far, like, a little off topic, the same topic. This year is 10 year, is my 10 year anniversary from getting away from the traffickers. So in 10 years, I went from being unschooled, uneducated, Completely on my own, having no idea what life is like, uh, other than trauma and abuse and being an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, know what fun was. Someone asked me what I did for fun, and I was like, what in the heck is fun? Please enlighten me, because I have no idea. Um, To go from that 10 years ago to now this 10-year mark, and I'm speaking at an international conference, it just blows my mind what God can do with someone like me who was so broken and so closed off and so frozen mm-hmm. internally that this year I turned 35. I'm, I started my own business. I'm speaking at an international conference. I'm graduating with my degree. And it's not a, it's, yes, I'm proud of my achievements. But all glory to God, because in 10 years, he took that hot mess mm. to, to where I am now, only by his grace. And that, to me, it's like when I saw that hit the conference website, it was that, what a way to close the last decade of wow. my life to yep. speaking at an international conference, partnering with another professional who's in the same field and who we may be able to give each other pointers because I've done so much mind and body work myself to be able to connect with her in a platform that I never would have been able to, had I not attended the school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Such an amazing reminder of how powerful our choices can be. Wow. And I, I just am in awe that the, this year we get to do that. Yeah. You know, and that makes a sleeplessness and the chaos. It's like, Ooh. let's celebrate. We're speaking at an international conference that we may or may not ever get the chance to do again. Right. And how powerful is that? As women in the Middle East. Yes. Yes. I mean, that, to me, is just a huge 
moment of celebration for every single one of us mm-hmm. in this program to celebrate. Yes. Because in some way, 10 years ago, that might not have ever been the case. Right. And now look at where we get to, to speak and where we get to the platforms we get to shadow across exactly. for a time. And even in that, you get to choose what you speak about. Yeah, You get to choose. These are things that we're passionate about within international psychology. Yes. I, If you had asked me, shoot, two years ago, you, what are you going to do? And, and want just having the want to fuse technology and psychology, I had, it's been done, but I had never seen it done. I'd never yeah. seen too many women do it. I've never seen people that look like me do it. I'm like, is it possible? I know I want to. And as soon as I made that choice that I was going to take my life the way I wanted it to go, I've already, let me, okay, I'm going to share this with you. Well, now everybody, but I'm going to share, wait, before I say that, because I'm getting ahead of myself, I wish that I could hug you. I know I tell you this all the time, but I, I literally wish, especially now, because this is huge. This is really huge. And when I, when I had the same reaction, by the way, <laughs> when I got, I had the same reaction, but I, I was trying to finish homework and trying to get the kids with their homework and all that. But then I screamed and I just sent it to everybody that I talked to, all, you know, and I'm like, I sent it to my mentor. I sent it to my friends and I was just like, yo, look. All I can say was look. And each one of them was just like, I am so proud of you. I'm like, thank you. I am too. But it didn't hit me until that night. And then I remembered this dream that I still to this day have. Big mom, my great grandma, she told me when I was younger, um, before my before her daughter passed away. So I was probably like a 10, 11 or something like that. And she was like, I need you to start to open your mouth and tell people how you feel because you're going to speak. And I'm like, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because I was very shy when I was little, if you can believe it. I was very shy. You can call my name Jessica, <laughs> you know? And I started tearing up. I just, I didn't like it. It was, it was just really weird to me. Like, don't say my name. Don't look at me. Don't come by me. And I, I don't know what that was, but. Nah, and then I would just go by Big Mama, like literally get under her dress or something like that, because you know she old school. She would wear a dress down to the ground, and so like I'd just get under there. Or if we were in a store like Ghostbusters or something, I can't tell about you, but going to Ghostbusters and like get in the rack of the fur coats. Sorry for people who don't like fur coats, but get in the fur coats. Just just hide. I didn't like it. Um, but she was just like, no, you are, you are called to speak. God called you to speak. And I was like, no, no. And the other thing was, so I'm shy. I don't have like her voice was, or at least I think it was because she was a speaker too. Powerful. She didn't sound like a little kid. I know I sound like a little kid. (laughs) I know I do. And I'm like, nobody's going to take me seriously. And, you know, when I started to, I guess, let my guard down and be open a little bit more. Um, you know, my personality started to show through. I'm like, no, what? No, all the speakers that I saw were super serious. They don't show any emotion. They don't cry. They don't do. I do all this stuff. <laughs> I do all of it. Like I am a crier, and I didn't realize that. I don't know if it's pushing out the kids or what, but I cry. I cry, and I cry for. The most beautiful things, when I see someone else winning, I swear to you, I'm proud because I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what it took for you to get there, but I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud, especially another woman. Like, it's, it's a big deal for me. I, but I don't know. But anyway, so I don't understand the whole women back. Like, that's really weird. That's really weird to some women. Like, that's another thing. But I, I'm so, I get proud, right? I don't have to know you. I don't have to know you. I don't care. I'm like, congratulations, you did a great job. So proud of you. Like, thanks, stranger. But so anyway. <laughs> but, exactly. That's what I think. 
So, but I remember her saying that. And after, and I don't know the time frame, but I know soon after that, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to, but it's probably going to be when I'm like old, like old, old. And I kid you not to this day, I still have this dream, only it's not as long as it used to be, of me in this room. It's dark. And there's an audience of many people, different type. They look, they all look different. It's not one race or anything like that. And I'm speaking and I'm using my hands like I usually do, as you see. And so, and I, but I'm speaking and people are actually listening and I'm like, huh, that, that was always scary to me, even up until last year. But last year I went to this design conference, which is cool because I just got a feature from them. Clarity uh, 2020, it's, it's just crazy to me. But when I graduated from um, my tech boot camp, uh, right after that, I went to this design conference. And that was like the seal for me. I knew exactly, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, I'm around my people, like, you know, like we were talking about. And I don't have to have just one interest and be a professional at that. I can talk about plenty of things and I can relate to other people because I have all of these experiences. And I think that that's what makes me unique, especially as a a technologist and now (laughs) about to be a psychologist, which is crazy. So, but then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start speaking. I'm going to make my own lane. I know I haven't seen it done this way, but I'm going to do that. This is what I'm going to do. I kid you not. I have been scheduled this year for three things where I, I'm speaking. That's awesome. Including this. And I'm like, wow. So you are telling me that you want to hear what I have to say about something that I'm passionate about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can deal with this. I can, I can work with this. It is. Despite all the mess, because like yeah. on the podcast, I'll get into this later, but you know what's going on personally. And right. In the midst of all of this, I, stress is on the low total bowl of how I feel on a daily basis. But to to have like this in the midst of this, it's beyond validated because, it, and this is confirmation, keep going, keep going. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter what your present looks like. If God had, well, not even if. God has a plan for you. You recognize it. You receive it. Do it. There's literally no thing or no one that can stop you. It's already written. You can't even stop that. Mm-hmm. It's always different than what, what you is think. In your hands today that you can do is it reaching out to someone? Is it making a call? Mm-hmm. Is it writing in your planner a date that you're going to take someone to come to? Like exactly. So many times we see this big picture and we think. But I'm not where I want to be, so how do I get to get this job that's going to pay the bills until then? When in reality, if we, yes, we need the vision. We do. We need that vision. But we have to scale down to what is in my hands today mm-hmm. that's going to get me one step closer every single day. And then before you know it, you bypass the destination you thought you were striving to get to. Exactly. Exactly. That is that is such good advice. I just you know we we <laughs> we talk and we play about the time. Yes, it's, it's it's going to be an adjustment. Absolutely. Yeah. But is it worth it? Absolutely. <laughs> like there's no question because that's a huge and that I mean we would have had to adjust anyway if we were there. Now it wouldn't have been that big of a deal because we see the sun going down. And we go down. However, <laughs> after the sun has gone down and been down, we're getting up. So it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's just a little, <laughs> it's a little different. Exactly. Look, you get to watch some beautiful sunsets. I mean, sunrises. Boom. There you go. We, we can... 
talk about that because um, there's going to be a lot of coffee involved. Okay. Yeah. A lot of coffee. Absolutely. Uh, again, I shoot. I have really, really enjoyed talking to you today. I know that we went over time, but I'm okay with that because what I'm actually going to do is split this up, and I'm going to make this a two-part um, interview, which is great. Awesome. So I'll relate. I'll release probably on Tuesday and then on Thursday. But either is there anything that you want to leave us with, like either advice or tips, or just talk about what you're excited about or how would you like to leave us so thank you for the opportunity one, to do this but two I think the, the biggest and best advice I could give and that I really want people to grab a hold of never let your gender your race your age or anybody else limit the call on your life mm. if you believe that you were called to do something. Work your butt off and and get get after it. And don't let the naysayers, don't let your own self put limitations on what you can do. Don't let your past limit you. Learn from everything you've done. Take a hold of what's going on in your life, what you've experienced in your life, examine your experiences, take what you want from them that are going to help you grow and move forward and let the rest of it go. Mm -hmm. Because I think that if we take off the limits, live fearlessly, speak fearlessly, but speak with compassion, speak with grace and surrender our judgments I think our world can only get better from where we're at right now. Mm. And I don't, I, I, I caution people against letting anything and anyone minimize or, or limit what they are called to do. Because ultimately you're responsible for your actions, your choices and where you end up in life. Absolutely. And so I think that if we can grab a hold of that, walk in confidence, hold our head high, stop looking down, raise your chin, pursue what you feel like you're called to pursue, and surround yourself with amazing people mm -hmm. who are going to lift you up, who are going to encourage you, who are going to celebrate your fails and celebrate your successes and value who you are keep those people around you and let everything else fade away i love that that's great advice and now you have another person that is telling you this so <laughs> it's definitely true it is definitely true but again thank you so much thank you for being my first guest because this is a huge deal as well because I learned so much from you. I gained, I always gain a lot from you when we talk. So I, I really appreciate it. And um, I look forward to next week. Yes. <laughs> I actually do. I, so much from you. I think it's an honor to be on this podcast with you. Thank you for inviting yeah, me. You. And I truly believe that as we keep using our voices, we're, we're making a huge difference in our worlds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very honored to call you my friend. Oh, same. This is when a hug should come. God darn it. Virtual hug to you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, this has been amazing. So until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Get Into It Podcast. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Make sure you subscribe, comment, and share with others. Also, make sure you follow us on social media, IG, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought of today's podcast. I upload episodes every week on Tuesdays. Until then, peace, love, and light. Go get us.
Thank you so much for listening to Get Into It Podcast. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Make sure you subscribe, comment, and share with others. Also, make sure you follow us on social media, IG, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought of today's podcast. I upload episodes every week on Tuesdays. Until then, peace, love, and light. Go get us.